0: Well, good morning. There's one of you there. Uh, good morning. There you go. Now we're up to 12. Um, well, I'm the, if you do not know me, uh, I'm the REL campus minister uh, uh, here at the University of North Florida. Uh, I've been doing so for seven, just started my 17th year. Um, I've been doing this longer than the iPhone. Um, so, put that in perspective. You. Um, And thanks for having me, me and my family are here. We actually used to go to East. Uh, We used to remember the days when we had to turn the bar there at the Alhambra Dinner Theater into a nursery. Um, So if you were about what 15 years ago, you know, we used to change your diaper on a bar Um, there, the Alhambra Dinner Theater. Um, And so it's great to be back here uh, to give you guys word. And as I just mentioned summer, you guys are going through the Psalms, uh, and as I just mentioned, I just started my 17th year of serving college students, and it's my honor and privilege to do so, uh, to be a part of their lives, to hear their stories, to see what God is doing in them, um, and with them, and for them. And over the years, one way I've gotten to get to know my students is that I've simply asked them to give me a playlist um, of certain songs that would best describe who they are and what they're about. 17 years ago, they literally used to hand me a CD. Um, if you remember those things And now today they just share a little thing On Spotify And the song that we're looking at this morning Is Psalm 124 It's in the midst of these things called the Psalms of Ascent uh, It's at the end of the Psalter and, and in a lot of ways This is God's playlist for God's people um, They would sing this Every year as they go to Jerusalem They would sing this together As God's people going back and forth to Jerusalem uh, As this kind of Spiritual journey Um, And they would sing this to remind them of who their God is and also who they are. And what God is doing in their midst. And so this morning we're going to look at Psalm 124. And this morning I just want you to ask this question to yourself. What What can we learn? What can we remember about who we are? And most important, about who our God is. So let's read Psalm 124. This is God's Word. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side... Let Israel now say, if there had not been the Lord who was on our side, when people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive. When their anger was kindled against us, and then the flood would have swept us away, the torrent would have gone over us, then over us would have gone the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as praying to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who has made heaven and earth. This is God's word, and it's given to us for our good. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Father, we just thank you so much. We thank you that you are God who is with us and for us. I thank you for Christ Church East, and I thank you for your faithful witness here on the east side of Could be a place where people can hear and sing songs of who uh, to hear about who you are, that you are our helper, that you are one who's with us and for us. And this morning, as we look at the song, may we be reminded in the midst of trouble, in the midst of hardship, in the midst of our own hearts weighing us down, may we be reminded that you. First well check. Um, you know, you're not sick, nothing's wrong with you, and you just go. Um, the real reason I went, if I did do this well check once a year, I get 50 bucks back in my pocket. And so that helped with Christmas gifts. Um, but as I was going through the well check, the nurse was getting my information, was asking me, take my vitals, and asking me some questions. And the first question he asked me was this Do you engage in hazardous work? And I said, Yes. And he looked at me kind of funny, and he said, what do you do? I said, well, I'm a pastor. And he said, I don't mean that kind of hazardous work. And the reality is this. If we're a Christian in any sense form, our journey is that of hazardous. Uh, it's filled with troubles and temptations and trials. Uh, we need help. And Psalm 124 reminds us of that reality, that, that we do have a helper. We have the one who has created heaven and earth to come alongside us to be with us. And again, the reality is we make this journey through life. We live in a world that's fallen. Uh, We know this too well. We can watch the news and we know that things are not right. We can listen to our own hearts and they are troubled and heavy with many things. And even the anxiety that weighs us down as people living in this world of of just the, the uncertainty and the brokenness. Of things that we have done with our own hands and the things that have been done to us we wonder, where can we go? And here, the psalmist reminds us that we can go to one, the very creator of heaven and earth, God himself. And here in Psalm 124, David looks back as his own experience and reminds us that we have one who will intervene to help him. And again, we see that David is is shaped by that very reality, that God is his helper, that, that God is the one who comes alongside of him time and time again. And so this morning, as we look at the psalm, I wanted to to remind us who our God is in such a way that it actually would shape us who we are. That we are people who are defined by that reality, that God is our helper. In the midst of the uncertainty, in the midst of the troubles, the, the trials, the temptations, and even the anxiety that goes deep down in our hearts, that we do have a helper. We have one who is with us. Eugene Peterson says this about poetry, so good. He says, good poetry survives, not when it's pretty or beautiful or nice, but when it's true, truthful and honest. The Psalms are great poetry that have lasted, not because they appeal to our fantasies and our wishes, but because they confirm the intensity and the honesty of life. Psalm 124 is not a selective witness Insert like a commercial into our lives to testify that life goes better with God. It's not part of the media blitz to convince us that God is superior to all other gods in the market. It's not a press release, it's an honest prayer. And so this morning, as we look at this honest prayer, we're going we're gonna to see that the, the subject of this song is hope. The hazard of life is the setting. And so we're going to see that the subject is our help, the Lord himself. And so this morning we're going to look at three things. We're going to look at the need of God's help, the power of God's help, and thirdly, I'll let you wait. I want to give it all to you, all in the front. I'll leave you in suspense a little bit. So first, the need of God's help. Listen to verses 1 through 5. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when people rose against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive. When their anger was kindled against us, then the flood would have swept us away, the torrent would have gone over us, and then over us would have gone the raging waters. Uh, One of our family's favorite things to do each summer uh, is to cram on our couch and watch this thing called America Ninja Warrior. their fans in the crowd uh, we love watching we I really love watching these people do this crazy stuff on these crazy obstacle courses um, and just be amazed of what humans can do but we're also um, is to hear the stories often they'll flash back of who these people are and we will often hear these stories of where these people have come from what they have These men and women, some of them have come over over huge obstacles in their lives. Not just the obstacle there, and of course, but obstacles in their lives, and they would still be there if nobody would have come alongside of them to help them. And so, these sweet stories of of these men and women being in desperate places, and somebody coming alongside of them to pull them up, as it were, to carry them, as it were, and they would, and because of that. And here, this is what David has done exactly in the song. He is reflecting on his own story, as it were, of times that he has been in a desperate place. And that and be reminded of that reality that the, the one who has come alongside the one who has helped him, is God Himself, the creator of heaven and earth. But I think it's pretty amazing about the song. Uh, Often, if you look in the Psalter, as you look at the Psalms, it often tells you who wrote it, and it also tells you when that person, what that person was looking back to, uh, to tell us, like, what were they really thinking. Uh, So Psalm 51 is a great example where David is reflecting back of his sin with David and Bathsheba. Uh, And there's others where David is looking back at particular instances of his life. But here, we don't know the the exact time and place that David is thinking of. And I think it's actually more helpful Because we can insert his whole life. We can insert our own whole lives of God being with us time and time again, him being with us. Again, we can think of here David's own life as he thinks about um, him being chased by Saul or his own son Absalom or the battles as he's thinking of his own spiritual battle there in Psalm 51 or even that story of the Exodus. We can go time and time again. The whole story of the Bible is that of a story of. People in desperate need of help, with somebody to come alongside of them. And so, here, David here reflects back. He remembers that God is with him, that God is for him, that God will never leave him or forsake him, that he is in desperate need of help. And time and time again, God comes and rescues him to be with him. Um, and the question I have for you this morning is this Have you ever? Look back and reflected on a time in your life when you were in desperate need of help and you received it? Have you ever reflected back in in the time in your life when God himself, the very creator of heaven and earth, helped you, came alongside of you, came with you and for you to rescue you? Um, Even here in the setup of the psalm, we see it very nicely put together as David put First one, it says, you know, if this, that, have, you know, if that had been the Lord, if not had been the Lord, and then we would have been swallowed up. Then we would, uh, the flood would have gone over us. The raging waters would have taken us. Um, the reality, we, we as people who live post Genesis three are in desperate need of help. Desperate help of, of the things that are done, uh, that we have done, the things that are So the first truth here that David is trying to remind us is that is that we need to be shaped by the reality that God is our helper, that we are in desperate need of help. That and God did not come to give you an assist. He did not come to help you along the road. He didn't come to give you a little nudge forward. But He came. And he, as John put it in John one, that He came and took our flesh. That He came to be one of us, to live perfectly for us, um, and so that He would even die for us, take it all the way to the cross. And so we're in desperate need of this Redeemer, this friend, this one to come to rescue us. And this is the story of God's people who often need to cry out for help. Um, and we have here a God who intervenes, a God who is with us and for us. But what is also important is that we do not realize that um, we don't, you do not realize, I don't realize that God is our help in the background. Um, the reality is that we need to be people who, who understand that we are in trouble, uh, that we you discover that the reality that God being your helper, that's in the midst of your troubles and your trials and the things that are going on in your heart and those moments when you cry out to God that's when you understand, that's when you can own the reality that God is your helper, that he is with you and that he is for you. So first we see that the great, tr- great truth is that we're in need of God's help and that we need to discover our needs. Second, the power of God's help. Um, verses 6 and 7. Um, Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as play- prey to the teeth. We have escaped like a bird from a snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. See the beauty of this passage is the psalm, the helplessness of us, of God's people, is mirrored by the very power of God. Uh, the power of God's help is that he overcomes these powers that that whatever snare, whatever trap we're in, that His power is much greater to rescue us, to redeem us, to make us whole again. And the power of God reaches into all kinds of these situations, and He invites us into this so that He might restore us, so that He might redeem us. And again, the question I have for you this morning is this: How how do how do you see His? Again, reflect back just like David has done and it is doing and will continue do, that he's being reminded constantly that God is the one who has great power and wonder to rescue us. How have you seen God's power coming into your life to save and redeem you? Is there a moment in your time in your own sin and misery, trials, temptation that you have felt trapped? But God, rich in his mercy, came alongside of it. And again, it might be just his presence. It might be his word. It might be his Holy Spirit. It might be his people. It might be his church. God uses many things to, to rescue us as a word, to remind us that he's with us and for us. And that's, and that's the main point I want you to hear this one. The first point is that you cannot, yourself, cannot save yourself. And that's not really good news at all. But the good news of the gospel is that we have a God who saves I mean, think about it again. Here, David is is pointing us to the reality that that our helper, the one who is with us, is the very creator of heaven and earth. So, again, imagine Genesis 1, the one who spoke, and there it was. He created male and female, and it was very good. That's the same God. That's the same person. That's the same power who is with you, who is for you. He is going to restore you and to make you whole. The same God that we read in Colossians 1, who's holding all things together in the very palm of his hand, and the same God that we read in Revelation 21, the day that we're all longing for, where there's no more pain, no sorrow, nor death. Where Jesus comes back with all his glory and all his might to make all things new and to wipe away every tear from our eyes. That's the power. That's the wonder that is with us. That's the power. Saves and redeem us. And David is trying to remind us that that's the God who is going to redeem us. That's the God who is going to save us. Uh, A number of years ago, um, we had an armadillo living underneath our AC unit. Um, I did what all good men would do. I, I went to Lowe's and got a Um, but I wanted to try it. So all I, all I had, if, don't Google trying to catch what i because they told you to put worms and in, in pantyhoses. I didn't have pantyhoses uh, or worms. So I used uh, birdseed in the very first time I caught that sucker. Um, but I wasn't going to put that sucker in my minivan. So I literally waited in my backyard. Survival is for somebody else to come and to rescue. And here, again, only the very power of God is the He has the enough power to rescue us. He has enough power to rescue from the troubles and trials of this world. He has the enough power to rescue us from the even the anxiety in our hearts. I mean, again, think of the biblical story. I mean, to me, this is what makes the Bible so rich. Because the reality is that the, the Bible is a story over and over the same thing. I mean, think of Daniel and the lion's den. Think of the Exodus. Think of the people of Israel. Think of Joseph. Think of Noah. Think of Adam and Eve. Think of David. Think even the 12 disciples. Think of Peter there when he was betraying Rescued in the midst of God coming alongside us to be our helper, how to respond and recognizing God's power in saving us. Look at verse 6 Blessed be the Lord. Uh, And maybe in some of your translations, it may say, Praise the Lord. The reality is that we need to be people when we understand that our God has rescued us, that He has redeemed us, that we need to. is the best of it. this morning, we've we've seen the need of God's help, and we have seen the power of God's help. And lastly, I know you've been waiting. What's that third point? What is he going to say? The third point is the gift of God's help. Um, I want us to look at verse 8, which says this, Our help is in the name of the Lord, who has made heaven I mean, some of you might, you know, you come here and we are like, you know what? We do the same thing over and over again in our worship service. Imagine this: John Calvin, every worship service, every Sunday, opened it up with just this verse. Um, talk about repetitive. And the reason he did so is that he believed in his own heart the one thing that he needed to hear and the one thing he knew his. And that we needed to, to confess this reality week and week out. Every Sunday to be reminded that in the midst of Monday mornings when, when we wake up, and I wish that cu- that coffee cup was just a little bigger, that the Lord is your helper. And this verse is a, a confession of the lived faith of, 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 of being discovered. It's not a theological statement. David here has discovered that the Lord is his helper, and here he is acknowledging same God, again, who made heaven and earth, the same God who has made everything beautiful, is the same God who is personally involved in your life. Again, we call that providence, that, that our God is not just the God who is who started this whole thing and has backed away, but he's the God who is with you. a confession of the lived out faith, that our help is in the name of the Lord. And the gift that God gives us is assurance, confidence that he is one who is with us, that he is one who is for us. And that is a gift. The gift that God gives us is to, is to help us realize that he, as in the midst of our trials and temptations and our anxiety, is that there's assurance. There's in the midst of all the other things that might leave us, our jobs, our spouses, our children, our neighborhoods, you know, make the list. the one assurance that we have is that same God who created heaven and earth is the same God who will be with you to the very end. Um, and how can we be assured? How can we, how can we be assured of this reality? We can be assured of this because God sent His. to take on flesh to live that life that, that you could not have lived dying on your best day and for him to pay the to, for him to die the die the die on the cross for you and for me and Jesus rose again so that he could he could defeat death in our behalf and and he didn't the gospel doesn't even end there that Jesus is now seated at the right hand of God to be our perfect prophet priest to rule over us and defend us and to be our prophet, to, to show us the way. All of these things are there to sh- give us assurance, confidence as we live in a world that is shaky and being that and the, everybody's telling us that is coming undone.
1: And God is the one
0: who's on our side. Uh, Jesus is the one who rose again, and he's the one who promises. because of that reality that we as God's people can, we have our own song to sing. Um, One of my favorites in the light of this passage is is this. When I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter would prevail, he will hold me fast. I could never keep my hold through life's fearful path. For my love is often cold, he must hold me he will hold me fast. He will hold me fast. For my for my Saviour loves me so. He will hold me fast. We need to be people that remember that Jesus fights for us. That He's with us. That He's for us. And when you cry out when life gets tough under the assault of the world, the flesh, and the devil, our Jesus aims to. Nothing will be left that opposes him or opposes us, even the last enemy of that being death. And again, the reason we know this is that our sweet Savior, Redeemer, and friend Jesus shows up in his bloodstained garments. That he has fought the ultimate battle for us there on the cross with all our sins and all our sorrows, that we can look at Jesus on the cross. We can look at him on Easter morning, and we can look at him now at the very right hand of God. Again, as our prophet, priest, and king, knowing that he is our help. In the midst of this hazardous work of living the Christian life, of of wondering, what will the next day bring? What will the next hour bring? Maybe in my workplace, or in my family, or even in my own heart. Jesus is reminding us that he is our help. have four kids. So we have four kids. They're all four years apart. Um, So I'll be paying college forever. Um, And I've also, over the years, for the last 16 years, I've read a lot of board books, as a learner. And one of my favorites is going on a bear hunt. Uh, This is one of my favorites. There's a certain refrain in the book, if you know it. Uh, It says this, there are certain obstacles that if you can go over it, and if you could go under it, you would. Uh, and throughout the book, uh, um, again, there's all these obstacles, and you would miss it if you could. But again, I was there. So the good news of the gospel is Jesus went all the way through the cross on our behalf so that as we go through this hazardous life, is that we know, we can discover, we can be assured that our Jesus, our Savior and friend, is with us, that our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. And so that also could, we could sing a song like this, Be still, my soul, the Lord is on your side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to your God to order and provide, and every change he faithful will remain. Be still, my soul, your best. Dear Gracious Father, again, we thank you so much. Uh, We thank you for your word. Your word is so powerful, um, so encouraging, so convicting. Uh, And I pray this morning as we are reminded of this psalm, Psalm 124, that we would be reminded that you are our helper. In the midst of the uncertainty and the trials and temptations and the evening,